Welcome to The Working Therapist with Hayden Bolick, a podcast designed to help you grow more, do more, and be more as a therapist. The Working Therapist is an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. We're glad you've joined us for today's podcast. So here's your host, Hayden Bolick. Welcome and thank you for joining me today on the Working Therapist Podcast. I'm Hayden Bolick, your host. Kirsty Miles is joining me again today. She's the Vice President here at Pediatric Developmental Therapy. Welcome, Kirsty. Also joining Kirsty and I is Jeff Burkhart. Jeff has his doctorate in clinical Christian counseling. We are talking about prioritization. And like Kirsty and I say a lot, what we have to do versus what it's nice to do. I think I used to be able to do that to a point, like where I didn't have to write it down. But then when it got to be so much and I started losing track of stuff or forgetting stuff then it was a because I'm a huge responsibility person that I'm like oh my gosh I'm falling short so by putting it down somewhere and I even do that now it goes on my calendar and then it almost becomes a placeholder and I can shift and move stuff around on my calendar but it's holding time so I know that I have like play in the schedule right right and and being able to put it somewhere so that you don't have to keep it in your Mm -hmm. head man what a relief that is. Mm-hmm. And when I finally figured out, hey, you know, I, I could write this down. <laughs> <laughs> novel thought. You know, novel right. thought. Yeah. You know, and it seems so simple, but it's yeah. just that somewhere to keep it. So I have two thoughts as y'all are talking. One, for a brand new grad, for somebody who's really never worked before, all of a sudden, you know, graduate school is one thing, but somebody's giving you deadlines. You got to get this done by now. It's just different, you know, in graduate school. And you're not getting paid for it. You are responsible for certain things, but there's a different level of responsibility. But you start a job and then all of a sudden there's no safety net so much. There's no body to help you sort of organize your time and organize what's important, what's urgent, what's not urgent, that kind of thing. And it's so easy because we carry around computers in our pockets with our phones. It's so easy to Google stuff. It is so easy to look and to get caught up. And as a therapist, you want to do a good job, but you really don't know anything yet. We're what we call, when you first get out of school, you're kind of all airport. My son taught me this because he goes, you know, mom, have you ever been to the airport and you see like this basketball team walking through the airport and there's all these like six foot three, four, five guys and they're walking through the airport and they're all dressed exactly the same and they've got the bags on their shoulder and they've got like this so warm up and the shoes and they all this kind of stuff. They got the uniform, they look good, but they get on the basketball court and they can't dribble. I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, that's called all airport. So you like you're dressed for the part, but you really have no clue what you're doing, you know. So I when you and it. so and so when we everybody gets out of school, I mean I don't mean this negatively. We've all been there, done that. We're all airport. We're dressed. We got the name tag. We got the khaki pants. We got the closed-toed shoes. We got the T-shirt. We got the bag of stuff. If you're the speech therapist, because we have a lot of bags, but we really don't know what the heck we're doing. We don't know how to do this kind of stuff, you know. We've been trained with a certain amount of therapy, but we really don't know how to organize our time. We don't know how to organize our day. We don't know how to get it done efficiently. And you have these people. You're you're seeing on your schedule and you sort of know what you're doing, but you really don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but yeah, we've all been there. So it's easy, easy, easy to disorganize, to mislabel your stuff that you have to do and to spend a lot of time in that non-urgent, non-important time. And then what happens is you get so overwhelmed by working on all this non-urgent, non-important stuff that you're, you start to think, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I got so much to do, so much to do. But if you start to label things in these boxes, you're really not as busy as you think. And it also really makes you a better therapist because you're like, you know what? I'm going to really focus on making sure I can get my daily notes done quickly. Like we do that with new grads here at PDT all the time. Like, you know what? Let's get the basis. We'll call it the basis. Let's get so you can write your daily note quickly. Let's get so you can write your vow quickly. You know, let's get your, some of your basics done. And that really helps them with time management. Mm-hmm. But then the other thought I have is after you've been working for a while, if you've never really thought to get your time and stuff organized or label it like you have talked about here, Jeff, then it's you got to sort of re-educating your workflow. You're changing your workflow and that's super hard to do. 
yeah. if you've been working a certain way in a certain kind of situation all the time and if you're you know always behind on your paperwork if you're always behind on everything else you're probably not prioritizing your time or mislabeling your to-do list honestly and then you've really got to change your workflow and we saw that when we changed from paper records to electronic records you know for the people who had been doing paper records for 10 20 years that was a huge like oh my gosh a change in workflow to go from paper to electronic but really this is kind of the same thing i'm labeling my time differently i'm spending my time differently during the day that's really what this is you're changing workflow yeah. and you know, for those of us who deal with people all the time, there's some simple things that you can do. Like we don't want to ignore people and um, we don't want to let anybody down. We don't want to feel like we're letting anybody down. So for instance, all morning, let your phone calls go to voicemail mm-hmm. and answer phone calls between 1130 and noon. That's one strategy. You could even put it on your voicemail greeting. You could say, hey, I'm busy this morning, but I'll call you back between 1130 and 12. And for me, if I got that message, that'd be great. Kirsty gave the same example just a minute ago. Like, you know, I can't do that right now, but I'll see you in 30 minutes. So that person feels like they're still important. You made time for them. You couldn't do it right then because you're in the middle of one of your urgent important things or one of your non-urgent important things. You're doing something important that you don't want to stop doing right now. You're in the middle of something, but you're still making time for that individual. And that makes them feel validated and makes you not feel like a jerk, but it still keeps you on task. Yep. I agree with you about that. Yep. Say you've been working for 10 years. And then you change that way. That's changing your workflow. It's a hard, you got to be very deliberate and conscientious of it because otherwise it's not like, a, oh, I'll just start doing it like this. You know, it, you got to really work at it to do it like this oh, and create habits and all that. It is work. I, I read one thing one time or it was in a seminar. One hour planning saves you eight work hours a week. Oh, I totally could see that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm the worst at planning time, right? That's yeah. so hard to me that's too. so hard to schedule it's in. It's not in my personality. No, at me all. neither. Me neither. And yeah. I fight it like there's no tomorrow. But yeah. it's so valuable to do. I, I think there are some people that were born with a to do list. You know, they came Kirstie out was. Of, yeah. <laughs> Kirstie was. They came out of the womb with a checklist. Let's see, I've got to have my uh, uh thumbprints taken and my footprints taken and uh let's see, have they given me my bath yet? And they've, and cor- they, and they've correlated <laughs> it as alphabetized. Yeah. They're the ones that are crying <laughs> saying, Hey, pick me up, give me my bath. Don't you realize this is in the schedule? And I'm just laying over there going, Ugh. Yeah, the re- <laughs> the rest of us are like, Huh, I don't even know what schedule. We didn't didn't know. No, but you know, we see it on the Myers Briggs because we do personality assessments here. That's a whole other podcast for another day. But you know, there's certain uh, personality characteristics when you do the Myers-Briggs where certain people do naturally do to-do lists and do you're kind of wired to do that you know people who are S and J's on the Myers-Briggs tend to do those to-do lists people who are NMPs don't and I think we probably I know I'm an NMP and Kirsten is definitely an S and a J and you probably are an NMP. <laughs> when Hayden came over to the Oliver Street Clinic yesterday and I had two evals on my schedule and I was doing three supervisions and she got to the office and I'm sure you were thinking like what is she doing sitting in a dark room by herself no, back there? That's how I, 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 I'll like, tell you that in a second. My, my J is like, I got to get this paperwork done. I'm walking over to admin and I'm going in a meeting and I'm going to be tied up all afternoon. I got, in that amount of time, three supervisions and two evals written up and done, signed, sealed, delivered. But that's like focus. And I'm sitting over here saying, man, I got to go to that meeting in 30 minutes. I don't have time to get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, my thing is I've got to go to that meeting in 30 minutes. So let me talk to all these people in the building first and then I'll go. And I'll get, <laughs> But um, when I walked in the door, Kirsten and I worked so long together. I knew you were probably doing over there. And as soon as I walked in, I saw the person you were 
like scheduled to be with all day the other therapist, you know, because I know you were mm -hmm. working with one. And I saw her and she didn't have a patient. And I was like, so Kirsten's in some hidey hole getting her notes done. When I left, I told the person I was with, gosh, I wish I could be more like that because I knew that's probably what you're doing. But it definitely takes discipline. And for me to do that with how I'm sort of naturally wired, it's something I have to really try to work on to do. Now, it doesn't mean I can't do it. And I can and I've learned how to do that. But it's not something I naturally will do. So some people are more naturally inclined to do this and some are less. And if you so. are one of those people that are, then working with people who aren't as much, it's going to derail you, you know, and you might have to say, hey, I got to really get this done or put your earbuds in, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, and if you're not somebody who will, if you watch the people around you, you might can learn something from them. And, you know, for those of us who are people oriented, we have to learn to do what Kirsty naturally did, shut yourself off from people. Because if there's somebody there for me to talk to, guess oh, what buddy. I'm going to do? Oh, yeah. And that's why I had to go in the other room because I was getting in a discussion about something else. And I'm like, this is not relevant to what I'm doing right now. I need to go. See, you already <laughs> labeled it either urgent, not important, or not urgent, not important. And you went automatically to urgent, important. Because I'm, I'm like, that child needs off. We just put them on the schedule for next week. I got to turn this in today if, it, yeah. if we're going to get authorization back. So yeah. I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> and you and I would have stood there had the conversation, and then we would have stayed late and worked over exactly. to get that done. We would have done it. That, that, right, which then interrupts our time away from work so we can recharge ourselves so we can come back exactly. to work the next day. My general philosophy of life is like, if there's two people there as a party, I'm going to be part of it. Like, woo-woo, exactly. bring it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, my personality type, one of our counseling professors uh, described it as, uh, you've always got your shoes by the door wondering where the next party is. Like, bring it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm like, there's people. So for therapists, especially like new therapists who new out of school and I say this because we work with a decent number of brand new people out of school and stuff but I think this is an area people brand new out of school have to learn how to work and do because you're all of a sudden thrust in a world of you've got patients scheduled for you daily notes are required evals are required you're really not good at any of it because you're all airport I mean not to be disrespectful I'm not being disrespectful we've all been there but for therapists let's label some of the things that would be in these categories so like urgent important daily, daily notes, notes. But kids that you have to do, like, so for example, if you've got kids on your schedule, they're on your schedule, I guess they're also in the urgent important category. And a daily note is just inherent to what we yeah, do. Yeah, well, this labeling here is more for tasks mm -hmm. uh, and less for calendar. Okay, um, all right. So these are the to-dos. Calendar is going to be, you know, I've got to see this kid at this time and this kid at this time. That's non-negotiable. Right. You can't prioritize that because it takes, it is priority. Well, that's it's, why we're here. Yeah, that's why you're here. This is more for your task side of the list versus your schedule side of the list. This is for the time that's not scheduled. That's when you're doing these tasks. The things that aren't hard scheduled, you know you've got to be at the meeting at 1 o'clock. You know you've got to be seeing this child from 2 to 2.45, etc. Those are not things that you have to prioritize because they've already prioritized themselves by being on your calendar. These are the to-dos that you have to do that you have to put into those non-scheduled times. And those are the times where we lose our productivity. Man, when we're on schedule and we've got to be in the meeting, man, you know, us people who like to talk, we can run the meeting. Oh. And we don't even have to know what we're talking about. No, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> we, we can dominate the meeting. We're good. We're, yeah. in, we're in a room full of people. We're great. <laughs> you know, it's, it's our next party. Um, and so when we're on schedule, we're good. It's just when we have that time between scheduled events where we've got Things this list of wrong. tasks. Yeah. Things go um, wrong. That's where the tasks start, 
sliding off the rails, you know, because um, other things are, are bearing on us, and we're people people. It's hard for us naturally to not go to the people side of our character and the social side of our character. And then when you've got people who need stuff from you, I mean, you're the boss of the company. Everybody wants to talk to you. Everybody wants to ask you because the buck stops right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and you being a people person, you don't want to tell them, oh, I don't have time to talk to you right now. No. Um, no. So. Uh, you know, and so those are those things that, that are like, hear me right now. And we, you take five minutes to do that, five minutes to do that, five minutes to do that. Then everybody else goes home and you're stuck with your task list. Yeah. That's, that's me. Oh, amen. If bro. I'm not really careful. <laughs> For the urgent, important, if you're a therapist, it's really your daily notes. Your vows really are in this category too, because they're due within a certain time. Three days. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it's important and it's urgent because what we do is therapy. And if we don't turn that in, we can't do what we're here to do. Right. No, you can't keep seeing the kids. Nope. Nope. So non-urgent, important, like Jeff labeled need to do's, those are your... Um, Writing a letter of medical necessity. It does not have to be done today, this very minute, but Friday, it looks like I have a block of time right there. That's what I'm doing in that block. Like okay. I've already labeled that time for mm-hmm. that. So so really where you get this list of things from is your urgent important sort of create themselves as you're doing your job during the day. Your daily notes, your eval, that kind of thing. But your non-urgent... Um, important need to that comes from your planning time I got to call that mom back yeah exactly call the mom back follow up on this follow up with the doctor follow up with the nurse schedule the equipment vendor to come out at the next appointment yep write your letter in medical necessity do your IEP goals that are due for the meeting coming up doing your progress notes that are due in two months a progress note for us is not a daily note it's something different some people call a daily note a progress note but for us a progress note is like a quarterly thing but you have to do some planning to figure out some of this is doing the non-urgent important time. But if you have your planning time, like for us, we can run reports here because of the electronic medical records to say like, okay, these are all the evals that I have to do next month so these children can continue to be seen for therapy. Like the insurance company requires authorization again for these people. So we have a report we can run that says, hey, Hayden, these are your five kids you got to mm-hmm. do and they're for October or November or whatever the month it is. So if I have my planning time, then those things go into my non-urgent but important category. And then I can plan plan my time and plan my block so then I hey look listen to this Jeff this is good I've learned this through the year so then you can put that on your calendar Mm -hmm. and then the day comes (gasps) up and poop poop there it is Yeah. I live by a calendar to the point where, like, if one of the kids needs sprinkles for, like, something at school, like ice cream day, it's on my calendar. This happened yesterday, too. So I had back-to-back evals. So at that moment in time, I'm not vice president. I'm a, I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's how I saw my role yesterday. I'm going in and I'm providing therapy, direct services. That is reserved time for that patient. I left my cell phone in the locker. Because I'm treating, I'm a therapist, I'm out on the floor, my cell phone is not connected to me, and so my watch alerts me, but if I'm far enough away, it disconnects. Mm. So I didn't get back there. (laughs) And then at (laughs) noon, I had a therapist trying to reach me, but the time had already passed. What she was wanting is no longer relevant, but I didn't get the message because I was in therapy, and that is the time for that patient. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have walked out at that moment anyway. The, the C box. There's there's a name for those now. Uh, or excuse me, the uh, the non urgent, non important thing. There's a whole name for that, and uh, it's FOMO. Have you heard of FOMO? F O M O. No. The reason people are constantly checking their social media is called fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? People have fear of missing out, so they're constantly looking at on what's going on social media. They're constantly looking on uh, Instagram or whatever. They don't want to miss that post that somebody did or finding out what somebody did. Or I mean, do I really need to know what twenty people ate? For lunch today, no, and, I do not and see a picture of it. Mm-mm, no, no. I, I don't. But is it kind of interesting? 
sort of, to some people. Maybe. Not really to me. You know, I heard the story of one guy who, who decided to interact with real people like he did in social media. So he started just walking down the street telling people what he had for lunch and uh, telling people <laughs> what, his, go what, away. His, yeah, what his grandkids were doing. And in just a few moments, he had three followers, one psychiatrist and two police officers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So, but, but, you know, but, but, but when, you think, when you think of it like that, it's really, really funny. But we do that all the time on social media, and it's, and it's down there in that non-urgent, non-important category. Yeah. And actually, that's the urgent, non-important category because it's all happening right now in real time. And that, mm. that dinger from Facebook's going off all the time or Instagram or uh, something. You just want to grab it and look at it to see what your best friend just did. but It's really non-urgent, non-important though, right? Yeah. Well, it's urgent because it's right now in this moment. It's uh, dinging at you right now. It's saying, mm, look at me, hear me, God, see me right now. God, yeah. uh, but it's not important at all. Mm. And, you know, for that reason, I just kind of discontinued the Facebook thing the other day. You know, just, just like, you know, I'm tired of it yelling at me all the time. And then I'm tired of everyone expecting me to see what they posted and saying, hey, did you see that? No, Mm, no. (laughs) I didn't. Sorry. Mm -mm. So if I'm just not there, it just, see, there's a whole bunch of conversations I just got rid of. There is. You just freed up a whole bunch of time in your, your day. Um, so then the, the urgent, not important, like the hear me things is like what Jeff is talking about. But then even in that is sort of the category stuff. So even in your work day, if it's urgent, not important, like if the teacher in a classroom is like, we have an IEP on this child in 10 days from now, then you calendar that and put it in your you know, need to category, non-urgent, important category, you know, then you can even take some of those hear me's and then categorize them into different spots. You know, if somebody comes to me and says, the ceiling just fell in over at one of our clinics, that suddenly turns into an urgent, important category. And we, I've got to rush, we're going to change the thing. So the hear me's, then you just need to prioritize and say like, this goes here, this goes there, this goes there. It goes to one of the other three boxes. Right. And and the, like you said, the the teacher telling you to need the IEP, that's, that's obviously non-urgent, important. You've got 10 days to do that. But then the teacher says, Hey, let me tell you what happened yesterday with Johnny on the playground. Mm-hmm. That's hear me right now, but it has nothing to do with what you do. And, you know, I told the assistant principal, and they didn't do anything about that. Well, mm. you can't do anything about it either. Gossip. Yeah, and that's that's what PDT classifies as gossip, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about the problem that to someone who can't fix it. And, man, those are always in that urgent, non-important box. Somebody saying, I want you to hear me right now because I have stealers. a complaint. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I it, have a complaint, and I just want to gripe to somebody. And it's, it is exactly what you said. It's time stealers. It's really disrespectful of your time because you can't fix their problems, and that is a non well, urgent, if non-important. if you subject yourself to that, you need to take home all your daily notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then, you, then you all of a sudden, your near urgent, important now goes into your time, which is your work-life balance, and then now you got another problem that you talked about earlier. So yeah, okay. I think, I think Kirsty, you hit it on the head right there. Just these are your time stealers. These are the ones that they may have some value to someone because they've got something to say at that moment, but they're not really of intrinsic value. Somebody's, you know, posting that thing uh, or sending you that text to say, Hey, what's up? And you've got 10 other things to do than, than answer that text at that moment. And we've gotten so used to having instantaneous feedback that sometimes people get upset with you if you don't text them immediately back. And so, you can set up auto notifications when you're driving to say, hey, I'm driving, can't text you back right now. Mm-hmm. You can leave that on if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't know you stop driving, does it? <laughs> no. You know, you can yeah. actually set up an auto uh, notification. And, and, you know, maybe that's some advice I should take myself. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all do that. We, we want to respond. We want to be responsive. 
But then you get over into box D to want these things. And, you know, those are like those little mini vacations. They don't really have any intrinsic productive value, no deadline. But sometimes you do need a mental reset, so it's not totally bad. And for uh, those of us who are a little bit harder to staying on task, a, a guy named uh, Merlin Mann came up with this uh, procrastination hack called 10 plus 2 times 5. And uh, so for those who have a hard time focusing, what he said is if you can work for 10 minutes and take a two-minute break and do that five times an hour, you've got 50 productive minutes in that hour. And yeah. you've had five breaks, five mental breaks. Mm -hmm. And he said what you have to do is, when you start that, be very rigid. Get you a 10-minute timer uh, or a little timer that you can set for 10 minutes, then set it for two minutes, and take your break, get up, walk around the office, and then go back and focus. And he said what happens is over time, you'll stop taking the breaks because, oh, man, I'm in the middle of this right now, and if I just go 10 more minutes, I can get it done. What it does is teaches you focus, but also it validates those little quick breaks where you can uh, and, and puts a time limit on that so that you can do that mental reset but not spend – 50 minutes on their mental reset and two minutes for, you know, worth of work or 10 minutes versus two minutes. And so it's, it's a pretty cool hack and you can look that up. It's uh, Merlin Mann is the guy who came up with that procrastination hack. Cool. And you can just Google Merlin Mann 10 plus two times five and uh, you can read all about it. And uh, it's for people who are easily distracted, compulsive web surfers, procrastinators, uh, people with a long list of short tasks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I think that's really good because I will hear therapists say, well, I'm just, I'm so overwhelmed. So I'm like, all right, well, tell me, let's talk about the overwhelmed. Let's define what's making you overwhelmed. And then we make a list, you know, a lot of times some things are in there like, well, gosh, this mom really wanted me to tell her about some good swings, you know, that they really want to put a swing hook in their home, you know, some of the children who are diagnosed with autism, parents you know, want to do some stuff at the house. So I was looking up some um, some uh, Lycra swings for her to use at the house. You know, that's a definitely non-urgent, non-important kind of thing. It's just, or I really wanted to look up the best cup to use with this child for this feeding thing. Or I was trying to find a, um, a task to work on um, this child who's having trouble writing their letters. So I think if you use that 10 plus 2 times 5, then you could say, okay, so for 10 minutes, I am going to look up this activity to learn so a child can space their letters, you know, but then it stops. And so it doesn't, stops. I'm going to walk around the office and then I'm going to go to a new task. Yeah. You know, Kirsty, I don't know, you talked about how you guys have set it up where you can write your daily notes. If you can do that in 10 minutes and you've got five to write in one hour, you're done and you've still had five, two minute breaks. But when a person like myself looks at a big, long list like that with no break in sight, I'm overwhelmed mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to start. But if I can find a way to break the elephant down into bites, I can eat it one bite at a time. But my thing is you're naturally wired to see the bites of the elephant. I'm naturally wired to see the whole big elephant. And so uh, it, I have to figure out some way to break that thing down. So you're probably an N also on the Myers-Briggs, just saying. Yeah, probably. Anyway. probably. I do. I agree. When I see a big long list, I'm like, okay, I know because I'm very time oriented. So I'm like, I know about how long it takes me to do each one of those. So if I can chunk these together, I can get that done. I've got an hour block right here. I know I can cross those off the list. Tomorrow I've got this. But I just automatically go to that place to the point where I'm like, I know how long it takes me to shower in the morning, dry my hair. I know how fast I can get ready. I can squeeze this one more thing in in the morning. But I think also what maybe what I'm taking away from that 10 plus 2 times 5 is also at each point when you go for the 10 and then you take the 2-minute break, it gives you a point to reevaluate. So there's a decision point in there to be like, I've done that enough, now I'm moving on to the next thing, you know, kind of thing. To me, there's a decision point when I'm 
taking my two minute break to be like, all right, am I finished? Am I not finished? So if I am looking up therapy strategies and I can be like, all right, do I have enough info? And I keep going back to that because I do hear, I do work with new grads who, and this is a typical problem along how I'm so overwhelmed is because people don't know how to really organize their time. And they spend a lot of time in this non-urgent, not important box, but they think that that is urgent, important, must do. But it's really right, not. Right. Yeah. yeah, and Merlin Mann, in, in, in his writing, he said, you don't have to use those numbers. You can use whatever numbers you want. You know, you can use 9 plus 3. You can use, you know, whatever. Um, you know, you Probably can should use, be longer than 1. Yeah, you can use uh, 12 plus 3 times 4. You know, what, whatever you want to do. But just it's what you're doing is you're, you're, you're giving your brain a way to say, okay, I'm going to break this down into segments. And then when I get done with this one, you have the feeling of, hey, I accomplished something. Mm-hmm. I could do that again. Mm-hmm. I could do that again for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. I also know for myself, like for me to sit in an office for a long period of time, I'll go crazy. If I'm going to chunk stuff together, I can chunk things that are like, okay, this is seated. Okay, this is something I can go do and then come back. So to me, that's almost like a break for me. Like we talk in therapy, like, oh, they need a motor break. I need a motor break. I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> like kids in, ther- in school, yeah, you yeah. need a motor break, yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I can get that. So you kind of also have to know, it takes some self-awareness, and you don't really get that by working and until you've worked and sort of done it for a while and then help evaluate. Or if you have been working for a while, it's a good time to sort of do some self-reflection and look at what's working and what's not working. Well, and we tell people a lot, like, hey, we've done a couple of things. We've tried some things. We know what works. Yeah. We know what doesn't because we've already made the mistakes. So we're trying to help you yes. and and give you those tidbits so that you can be more successful so you don't have to go through all the mistakes that we've made trying to get there. So as we're wrapping up here, I think if you didn't write down on your little piece of paper about your box, get home and when you get to the stopping point, make a little box and do the urgent and important. That's the first block. Non-urgent, important. That's the second block over there to the right. The urgent, non-important is down on the bottom to the left and non-urgent, non-important is down on the bottom to the right. It makes like a little square. Thanks, Jeff, for joining us today on this side of the mic. We appreciate it. Yeah, it was good. We appreciate you listening and I'll catch you next time on another episode of The Working Therapist. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Working Therapist, an extension of the Pediatric Developmental Therapy Network. If you would like more information regarding this podcast or would like to get in touch with us for any reason, visit us on the web at www.pediatricdt.com. That's pediatricdt.com.